Welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B Dab. And I am Juan Moreno. Juan Avelli, brother, how you been? How's everything been going this past couple weeks? It's been going good, man. Just a lot of like testing my ideas, like mm-hmm. trying to see if that's truly how I feel. So a lot of things I've been working through, especially with like relationships, whether it's like spouse or your friends or your family or coworkers, is like trying to see if that original idea that you have in your head is that really true. So because you're only so limited, like what you have in your mind. So you can only work with from your experiences or like the current moment or from what you see and your perception. So sometimes you have to like seek out. I think sometimes also it's not like you do it on purpose, at least for myself. Like I'll like listen to podcasts just naturally, just like, oh, I want to listen to a <clears throat> podcast with like Jay Shetty or an interview with Nipsey Hussle or, you know, um, Tony Robbins. Like certain people I want to just I gravitate towards to when it comes to like development, like self-development. And naturally, I'll find the answers within those videos or a book that I read or hear, whether it's audio or an interview or podcast. And they'll test that idea like, oh, is that truly how you feel or is it something that you're missing? It's like one thing I realized was within a relationship that you try to judge somebody based off your strengths when they have strengths that, you know, complement your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So. And it was like, damn, because I was thinking that, oh, I'm doing too much in a relationship. I'm investing too much in whatever person and I'm not getting nothing back. But then you fail to realize like, well, they're also actually helping you with their strengths and your weaknesses, whether if it's being present in the moment or trying to be the best version of yourself and try to simplify things like they'll bring that to you within their strengths. So like that's one of the things that I've like been working on lately. Yeah. Yeah. And and you noticing that like okay like they they might be helping me with some of the things that i need to work on you know what i mean that's that that's a critical point for sure um and it's okay to, to have those feelings you know we talked a little bit about that before you know we got on the podcast but you know that's that's most definitely like like something that you can analyze and talk about like you know have that open communication like hey i'm feeling like this you know but when you sit back and actually look at it like okay this person's actions are helping me deal with this part in my life or this mm-hmm. part of of me in a relationship you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it all has value in it yeah 100 percent too i think that's <clears throat> some of the things we fail to realize is like oh you don't have all the answers you don't have all the answers sway <laughs> like sometimes you gotta like <laughs> take the time to like think that you're not gonna know everything and sometimes your thoughts are not gonna be fully accurate so i think you have to like do research and like look and see and test the ideas. Cause if you don't test the ideas, sometimes you get poor results. And I think at, at times that you want to make your best judgment. So you want to look outside, look inside and try to see like before you act, like, is this truly true? Yeah. Fact. And what, what do you, what do you feel like in a relationship? Not no, now that we're on the topic in the relationship, in a relationship, uh, what do you think your strong points are for yourself? And what do you think some of your weak points might be? I think it's like some of my strong points for me is like the awareness of my intentions and like the purpose of what I'm trying to get done. Like if I'm here to go to the grocery store, I'm here to get these things and get the fuck out. Like <laughs> I don't want to talk about anything else. I don't want to look and walk down that ice cream aisle. Like I just want to go straight to the fruits and veggies and get this water and get the fuck out. I don't want to look at nothing else. And 
but then sometimes that could be a weakness too. It's like you want to enjoy the moment. Like you know, like you have a lot of funny stories in a grocery store. So like it's like you either bump into somebody that you've haven't seen in a while or you have a conversation with a stranger that could be an open network for opportunity to work so stuff like that is like one of my weaknesses is like i'm very purposeful in everything i do my movements the way i walk the way i talk the way i move the way i breathe even that like i try to be like very strategic of like my energy and like try to be fully optimal but sometimes that kind of keeps me away from being at the moment so like one of my weaknesses that i feel is like not being in the moment more because i feel that there's a lot of great things that come within being in the moment so that's one of the weaknesses that i tend to not cater too much because i'm so Mm -hmm. hyper focused on like getting the result or getting this done anything else doesn't matter but sometimes that keeps me away from like smelling the flowers so that's like for sure one of the things and that and is it the same thing for like your goals when you're setting your goals it's hard for you to like enjoy the time that you're in now versus like okay five years down the line i want to have this house i want to do this i want to do that but right now the process and the grind that you're that you have to put in to get there it's like you can't really ex like uh accept it in a way yeah exactly yeah i feel like <clears throat> that's why I, I it's hard for me like to smell the roses or take a compliment because i feel like oh i'm not even done yet like mm-hmm. i'm still like i'm not even at my full potential and i might not ever get to that but i'm like chasing that like i'm mm-hmm. i feel like i can always get better and always improve but that also keeps me sometimes judging myself a little bit too much it's not actually detrimental i think it's kind of healthy i realize right now mm-hmm. but that's what keeps me going though that's what I keep excelling in all these different things and like learning and like developing ideas and perspectives that help not only myself but other people but a lot of the times also it does cause me to sometimes stress out because I'm not there yet. Or some person would be like, oh, you're good where you're at and stuff like that. And, you know, enjoy the moment. You're doing good. And my mind's like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not you're not where you want to be. And that that pushes me, though. That yeah. That's what keeps me going. But sometimes you have to like sometimes it's OK to sit down and watch TV all day. Mm-hmm. One of the days out of the whole month or a week for you to just decompress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or any way that you have to decompress yeah that's for sure um and it was hard like at, at, as an athlete or as someone who is always on the go you know what i'm saying like doing that like we already have the thing in our head like no days off like you got to be grinding like there's there's no time to sit like mm-hmm. and all process and all the processes like whether if you're in high school or you're in college or you're in college trying to go pro or if you're pro and trying to go to the next level you know what i mean like it's always like it's like that that voice in the back of your head. It's like get your like get your lazy ass up. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but but no, it's oh it's okay. Like if you have to take a mental day, if you have to take a day to where like okay, this week is beat the hell out of me. I need to you know I need to mellow out. Like let me go to the pool. Let me go swim at the pool. Let me go read. Let me go. Let me lay down with no noise playing, mm. or let me listen to music. You know what I mean for the next hour. You know it's fine. Turn off your phone. Uh, go to the grocery store and leave your phone at home. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff like that that you can do to decompress. And I was, it, it was hard for me, like, you know, in high school and going into college, um, like doing that and like listening to your body too, you know, with lifting and you're like, oh, man, I'm banged up with my shoulder, my knee, my back, uh, but I got to go lift today. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. Like your body tells you what it needs. Your mind tells you what it needs. You know what I mean? Like listen to it at the end of the day. 
Yeah, and that's one thing. That's that's completely true. And that's how I kind of like evaluate myself whether I need to either cleanse myself, do a fast, or I need to improve in something, or there's something that I'm lacking, so I need to go work out or take it serious or develop a more deeper meaning behind of trying to be fully optimal. And sometimes that causes like a lot of <clears throat> it causes like a lot of awareness for me to be aware, and I it makes me like do those those, those uh, drastic changes to the other person. Like people will be surprised. Like I'll do a fast for like five days, you know, Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. and not eat no food, like no no solid foods, mm-hmm. like no nothing that's processed, no dairy, no meat, no starch foods, like no nothing. I will literally just you know drink water, take some herbs up uh, supplements, and I'll. T- a smoothie like a good 16 ounce or 24 ounces of a smoothie and that's it and to other people that seems like hella hard but to me it's like you know i tapped into my body i know something's up like something i'm imbalanced whether it is stress majority for me i feel like it's stress in your thoughts so like the mind and the body and the body the mind work in sync so like the foods that you intake in your stomach is kind of like the way you think mm-hmm. so if you have the idea like you like to eat pork a lot and then if you realize like some of the stages that a a pig goes through before it gets you know butchered is fear anxiety fear of death and they're not the most cleanest animals Mm -hmm. so like you are eating something that kind of creates your thought inside your mind too so Mm -hmm. you eat a pig that's fearful not dirty i mean that's dirty and not the most cleanest animal you're eating that imagine how your thought process is going to be and I have to be like I'm super aware too, so like I'm always like right now. I honestly, I'm about to get up and go check that I'm recording for sure. <laughs> so give me one second. No, no, but no, I, I definitely hear how you feel, and and you know with the, you know with you talking about you know the fasting. That's another thing that like I I wanted to dig dig into that and and talk about that a little bit more, um, because. You know, as we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, while we were taking our shots at Don Julio. Shout out. But, um, yeah, shout out Don Julio. Sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that you talked about, you're like, bro, this is the best I've ever felt. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. Because my first reaction was like, damn, he lost a lot of weight. Like, he looks good. But I'm like, you know, he's been doing the fasting. You know, he's been taking his, you know, um, um, not Ashwagandha. You've been taking your uh, supplements, your like CMOS. CMOS. You've been talking to your C- your CMOS and different stuff. It's the clout your digestive system. And you're taking care of your body mm-hmm. and doing the flushes, the proper flushes that you should be doing. So you know, with with digging into that, like, how has that helped you mentally? Like, like cleaning out your body, focusing on like yourself, fasting. How is that? Is is that making you more mentally focused, or how is that for you and you chasing your goals? Yeah, with fasting, it's, like, one of the most best disciplines I've ever learned. Like, that's one of the things that I excel at, which is hard for somebody to, like, give up those type of, you know, good foods, good tasting foods, but that's not good for you health-wise. I think fasting gave me the the clarity that I need to stay hyper-focused into my goals and then eliminate any ideas of wasted energy towards, like, foods or people and like creating that discipline within myself that oh i can stop eating a certain food that i love for a certain amount of days and be disciplined in that it's kind of like how people who like ramadan and and stuff like that i think it's like more of a deeper purpose of not only not eating but it's like the discipline that comes with it so it's like knowing that you have that confidence to like be able to control yourself that you're able to like you're in control like you the food isn't in control the stress isn't in control the emotions aren't in control but you are 
Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best things that I get with fasting and also supplementing correctly. Like you don't want to just, you kind of want to work your way to a fast, like water fast only, and while taking your supplements slowly and directly. And I think you need to do your proper research or even talk to your doctor before you do something like this, just in case, you know, like if you have any doubt, if you have doubt, you know, seek, you know, a doctor's, you know, recommendation before you get into it. But me, I don't give a fuck. So like (laughs) I am like mind over matter, which, you know, helps me excel and able to do these type of things. And when times get tough, it's like fasting is not easy. Like fasting is difficult, like especially when you're going through the impulsive reactions of wanting to eat based off of stress or habit of a certain food. Like that's not easy. It's hard mentally. And you're going to get, you know, feeling those sensations of like your stomach growling because you're hungry. Mm -hmm. You're not starving. You're just hungry off of like habit and the way your body has developed. But that only lasts for like three minutes. Like you're hungry, your stomach's like for three or five minutes and then it goes away. But that's why it's important to drink water, spring water, you don't really want to drink like tap water. That's one thing I've been realizing. I try to like be fully optimal in like what I eat, what I drink, and then also see myself how I feel. Like for me, it's like I'm not trying to chase a look. I'm trying to chase a feeling. If I feel tremendous at 160 pounds and I look skinny as hell, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Like I, if I want to work out and implement you know strength training, then I go do that. And that's all I'm re- really doing with fasting is like one of the best disciplines for the mind. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Because <clears throat> the mental is probably the one of the most the most critical things that you can work on. You know what I mean? You can, you know, it's easy to walk into the gym and throw up weight and do all this, this, and that. But if you're you're leaving and you're not taking care of what you're putting into your body, you're not getting the proper sleep. You're not. You're not in the proper headspace. You're dealing with shit. You're stressing. You're gonna be a mess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, uh, like fasting, that's something I've I've done intermediate fasting. Mm-hmm. So when I was trying to gain weight and I was trying to cut out a lot of bad food, um, what I would basically do is I wouldn't eat anything before twelve o'clock. So up until twelve o'clock, I would just drink my water. I'd go work out in the mornings. Felt phenomenal. I love working out on an empty stomach. Um, I haven't really done a lot of research on it, but I, I love working on an empty stomach. I feel great. Um, but, like, I wouldn't, I would eat like, at 12, I would have my first meal, and I'd eat as much as I want up until 7 o'clock. Once it hits 7 o'clock, I don't have any more food, flush out my, sim- my, my system, go to the bathroom, drink a lot of water before bed, knock out around 9 30, 10. Next day, do the exact same thing. But I try to make sure I get at least three, four meals within that time. You know what I mean? So my body has time to digest, um, you know, and um, I can flush out everything like that I need to flush out. And I felt amazing while I was doing it. I did it for about four months. And I, fe- I got into a routine to where like, even now it's hard for me to eat breakfast because I did that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel so good. Like, you know, I know it's not. Like, people tell me, like, oh, yeah, bro, you should always eat something, have breakfast, eat something, even if it's just fruit, like, anything. Like, I understand that, but I don't, like, I just feel, like you said, like, you you trace that feeling. I like the feeling of not anything, eating anything in the morning and drinking my fluids, water, skaterades, and going to get a workout in or going to get some cardio in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it feels better for me personally. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
because people don't realize too it's like the more times you eat in a day the more your body's like working to like digest the food so mm -hmm. it's like just like an engine so like the moment that you get a time to like fast you let your body like be able to heal itself or mm -hmm. work through and attack some of the bacteria germs diseases mm -hmm. cancer that's within every single human being whether it's like damaged protein cells and helps like throw away all those things that could yeah. potentially lead to like disease like people don't also know that with fasting like if you do your research on it and you look it up there's a lot of good good like research studies that show like the benefits of fasting when yeah. it comes to like longevity mental clarity digestive system or even dis certain diseases so yeah. that's the one thing i learned too it's like oh when you give your body a chance to like break down all the food and let it digest and eliminate all those like toxins out your body the mm. more clear you are to like your body's able to focus on like the cognitive features in your brain like the executive mind in the front like i believe it's like the frontal cord uh frontal cord Fr frontal lobe frontal lobe cortex mm. i believe like it's able to like you know identify register and then help heal and cleanse which is like it's not like a such a like hippie word like cleanse and like detox and like, mm -hmm. I don't, I, the reason why i don't like saying those things i feel like it takes away the real benefits like that's legit going on in your body when you fast mm -hmm. like we're, we're us humans weren't made to eat four or five ten times a day like yeah. that's the reason why a lot of disease or obesity and a lot of problems happen because especially the type of food you're eating though too mm -hmm. like that's critical like yeah, I think there's no problem with eating that much, but I think it's like, well, what are you eating that's that much? Like, you know, too much of anything can kill you. So yeah, it's like you have to be mindful of the food that you're intaking and be oh, be uh, conscious of how mm -hmm. you feel when you eat those foods. Mm -hmm. I think I think you should have like a cheat day, you know, eat yeah. what you want on the weekends or whatever like that. That's kind of how my schedule is. Like I just stay disciplined in the, in the weekdays uh, and – on, I stay disciplined in the weekdays, and on the weekend, I'll eat whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, facts. And that might not work for somebody, and it might. And sometimes you have to just figure out what works for you. And I'm still working through this, too, mm -hmm. so it's like I'm not – I haven't hit a stride yet. And sometimes I slip up. Sometimes I'll get home. I'm coming home from work after, like, a long, stressful day, and I might go stop by somewhere and get some food. Yeah. And I just don't try to be hard on myself. I just, like, eat that food, and then I register how I feel after. And I'm like, this is exactly why you don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I learned. Thanks. I'm like, okay, tomorrow, we ain't doing that. Because yeah. you know yeah. how this goes. Because everyone's body is unique, mm -hmm. you know, in its own way. Some people can work out for three days and get shredded. You know what I'm saying? Three to five days and get shredded. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or or keep their maintain their strength easily. Um, but, you know, with the, the eating, even the times that you eat, can really affect you because I don't know if you ever ate. Have you ever ate like a lot of food right before bed, and then you wake up that next morning and you feel like you didn't even sleep? Yeah, it's because your body is working that whole time. It's breaking down that food. You know what I mean? Like the whole time you're sleeping, like you're not really getting the rest that you need. So that's why, like that intermediate fasting. When I was doing that, bro, I felt phenomenal. I was sleeping like a baby, like, and I would always flush out my system right before I would go to sleep. So I stopped eating around se like seven. And like eight, nine, like I can't go to sleep that early, but I'll, you know, I'll go to the bathroom, whatever it may be, drink my water. And when I was going to sleep, I was sleeping like a baby felt up, felt great. I was getting like, like five to six hours, but it felt like I was getting like 10. I felt great. And, um, like my weight marks that I was trying to make, cause I was trying to gain weight and, um, I was trying to, uh, um, like for the season basically. So I ended up getting to, I think. 220 no i was trying to lose weight but i was try i think i ended up getting to like 
215, 220, but I felt amazing. It was probably mm-hmm. the best I felt other than right now. Right. Yeah, and that's the important thing. It's like you want to listen to your body and do like what fits and what works with you. Mm-hmm. Like what works for you might not work for somebody else. And that's why I think it's important to like try to like seek outside knowledge and then be practical. It's kind of like you don't want to just read a bunch of books and listen to a whole bunch of podcasts and don't do nothing with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like it's meant for you to be practical and try to incorporate some of those ideas or those routines or those foods and then see for yourself what works like if you like if you don't use that knowledge it's just wasted mm-hmm. everybody believe in google everybody believe in youtube go you use that to your advantage you know right. what i'm saying like if you ain't gonna use nothing else use that shit to your advantage just like you people get their whole programs whole find a whole different way of living even tiktok bro you know how informational tiktok is bro mm-hmm. like cooking even cooking alone because like i don't really know much about like like cooking like it show it, it like you can Type in a hashtag. It'll show you everything, even how to swim. Like, you can type in anything, and it'll be videos, 15-second videos to show you how to do whatever you're looking for. Or, like, say I have a question about editing. I'll go to the TikTok, type it in, like, oh, how do I add this in, in um, you know, uh, Premiere Pro? And it'll be a whole video. So, um, like, you know, like, there's no question to, especially now of, like someone like, oh, I don't know how to do this, bro. If you don't look that shit up, like this is the easy. We live in the the easiest time to learn something or easiest time to make money. Like, bro, you better figure it out. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know something, if you don't know how to do something, like you genuinely aren't looking. Let's just be real. Yeah, you're not trying hard enough too. That's why I always try to tell people, my even my siblings or friends or anybody, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't know how to do this. And let's say I might not know. Uh-huh. Like, I'll either send them like a, I'll share the link to a YouTube video. Or I'm like, you got YouTube and Google that. Like, you don't know how to change a tire? Go on Google. You can literally search your car, your make, <laughs> and what you have in that trunk and exactly. then change your tire. So, like, that's no excuse. Like, I don't believe in, like, oh, I don't know how or, like, this and that. It's kind of like, okay, I understand you don't know how, but are you? do you really want to know or you're just seeking for somebody else to always do it for you? Because uh-huh. I'm that type of person, like, you know, if you need help with something and you don't know how to do it and you're – Nah, you you lack the capacity of searching from uh, the outside and looking and researching, trying to find a solution. Yeah. I'm going to go help you, yeah. but I'm going to bring your ass too, <laughs> and I'm going to have you do everything mm-hmm. while I'll walk you through it because I never want to do this again for mm-hmm. you. Now, you could look at that selfish, lazy. I don't care. Like, I don't want to be the person you depend on to do something like the smallest thing like changing a tire mm. like because i don't want to do that every time i didn't yeah. want to do it the first time anyways so mm. like if anything <laughs> i'm gonna set you up to do it the next time by yourself mm. when it happens so you can get it done because it takes like five minutes to change your tire yeah. 10 minutes the most if you have a struggle but it's like you know there's so much opportunity to grow within whatever you want to do and you have all the answers and how to do's on youtube and google yeah, facts. Mm. It's all there. You teach somebody how to do something, there's no excuse the next time. Like, mm. bro, especially mm. with the tire thing. Oh, yeah. If I teach you how to, to, to change the tire, you better not call I'm my head. No more. <laughs> I'm not coming up here. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing. Um, and I understand, too, because some people were never taught how to change a tire. Some mm. people don't even know that you can go on Google and YouTube to actually find mm. a way to do it. But it's like, now you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, facts. I ain't doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Bro, my nephew, like, I don't tell a random, but my nephew, like, 
he he would run out of gas like randomly and he'd be like oh bro i thought i could make it to the crib like come come get me or whatever he needed with right. his car right so i um the last time i went to go help him right and uh -huh. mind you he calls like at three o'clock at night Jesus. like 3 a.m so i pulled up on him last time he had someone in his car or whatever and i told him i was like hey bro like so you know like I will never do this ever again, bro. Like, I'm just yeah. letting you know, like, I'm not bringing you any gas. I'm not doing anything. Like, you're going to have to figure it out next time. I don't care if you have to push your car. Yeah. And miraculously, he has not called me. Yes, no more. This is like a year ago. I'm like, bro, see, you let people know, like, hey, bro, like, hey, I got you this time, but I'll teach you or I'll, I'll bring you something. Or I'll help you out. But you got to put some fucking gas in your car. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, be responsible. You know you what I mean? You have to learn, too. Like, I had to learn that, too, because I used to put, like, $20 every, like, week or every few days, mm -hmm. and I, I end up always running out of gas, almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Every Now I do it last few years. It's like every time I get gas, I fill it up every mm -hmm. time. The moment that I get near empty, I fill it up every mm -hmm. time. No more putting 20s, 40s. Like, I put, now it's fucking $100 because still gas is still high. But, like, you know, I got to do that every time. So, oh, Lord. yeah, I know the gas prices. Yeah, I, I don't care if it's went down a little bit, but still, man, yeah. that gas adds up, especially if you commute a lot. Yeah. Spend, like, over, like, $300 a month on gas. Jesus. Maybe Christ. even more. Because I got a, I got a Kia, bro. I got a Kia and a Honda. Bro, my Kia, I, I remember at one point it was 30-something to fill up. And right now it was, like, at 68 and I barely feel it. I was like, I was so sick. I said, oh, 60, it was like 68, 70. I said, oh, that was tough. I said, that's tough. That 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 stings. Yeah. I said, but it's starting to go down a little bit because when I was in Texas and I had my Honda, bro, $20, bro, <sighs> fill it up. Ga gas was 105 or something like that's that. 105. Ridiculous. Bro, I was mobbing. I was mobbing. I was going to Houston, all types of shit. Throw $10 in. I'm straight for the week. Like yeah. week, week and a half. Like not having to look at the gas station. I remember one time I filled up. It was like 22 bucks. Filled up. And I didn't have to go back to the gas station for two weeks and like three days, bro. Mm. I was ju I forgot about the gas station. Wow. And the only thing reason I remember is because I stopped to get something um to snack on. And I just so happened to look and I'm like, and I still had probably like fifty miles left. Mm. I'm like, oh, they gotta do something. I say, like, Oh, I miss those days. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it. California, it really does pay to like live here. Yeah. I love California. Like I never really pictured myself living anywhere else, but sometimes I'd be entertaining the idea of like moving to like Seattle or mm. or like Arizona or Vegas. But then it's like, you know, you, you have that attachment to your family and yeah. you have these things that you want to do for the family. So it kind of keeps you like, uh, for, at least for me, it keeps but, me like not but, going. But also, you got to understand, me living in different states, mm -hmm. you got to understand, you're paying to not deal with a lot of the shit the other, the other uh, states. states are dealing with. Mm -hmm. like you, Texas alone, bro, in three years... I dealt with two hurricanes and one badass oh, storm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the heat. Don't get me started. Like 110 with 100% humidity, bro. Oh, no. If 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 it's something that feels like an oven, bro, that's it. Cause, bro, like I'm talking about on the field and cleats are melting. Do you know how hot it has to be for your cleats to melt, bro? Holy crap! Do you know how hot this floor has to be, bro? It was to the point where, like, when you're walking on the field, it's like it's it feels like you're stepping on um. It's like the floor was an oven. That's insane. And it's painful. Like you sitting there and but 
we had this thing called Colorado Circuit. So you gotta mm-hmm. just you gotta just go. You just gotta so when we get on the field, you running the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we get on the field and it's eight stations set up. It's like it's eight or ten stations. And everyone's at a station. You start at a station and you just rotate. Oh no, we all start at one station and you just go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. But everybody can't bend over. You can't put your hands on your knees, no nothing. Everybody has to stand up straight. If you bend over, you gotta start over. Like if anyone what? in the team. So or any of the team bends over or falls down, gets on one knee, mm. it gives you one warning. If you fuck up, start all over. But bro, niggas are getting to the point where they was they wanted to fight because, bro, it's hot, humid. cleats getting fucked up, humid, <laughs> can't breathe. Like the air, the air feel like you breathing in, goddamn, like, like flames, flames down there. Lava. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta understand, like when we're here. We're paying for a lot of the shit. Like, even the gas prices, it's not that different a lot of the places. Mm. It might be, what, a 50 cent difference? Yeah. Like, be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, niggas really, I mean, people don't really like, like, that's not that much bigger of a deal. And dealing with hurricanes, tornadoes, all this stuff. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper at other places when it comes to real estate, getting houses, stuff like that. But, you know, those houses can get damaged from these these hurricanes, Mm. these tornadoes, these Mm -hmm. These these things these natural disasters that do happen you know what I'm saying these these blizzards these these cold fronts that happen you know what I mean so we're living in a place in California where me personally I didn't realize it until I got out there um, you know lived out there for a couple of years and coming back like damn like we got it good like especially the Woodward area you know what I'm saying like mm. but we had it good as fuck especially where you like where you were living where I was living you mm. know what I'm saying like. I remember your house in the cul-de-sac. You know what I'm saying? That was a really yeah, nice house, bro. That was a hot. That was a that was a dope dope crib. Oh, you had a pool? Yeah, I had a pool. Yeah, I had a nice pool. I had a nice pool. Nice backyard. I forget about that. Damn, I didn't even realize y'all had a pool. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember us playing Madden at your crib. But oh yeah. I don't remember us ever swimming. No. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You never invited nobody to go swimming. That's bro? awkward. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but but no, nah, like um, but no, nah, for real, like like it that you know same thing with Texas, like. Like yeah, like some places are open carry. That's that's the cool part too. Like going to some other place like Texas, like it's an open carry. So even though I don't have a license or I don't have um my license to carry, that I could still purchase a firearm, have a firearm over eighteen. You know what I mean? Over twenty one, you can have a, a handgun, but at eighteen, you can have an AR. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of weird, but but everybody everybody has a you know a weapon to protect themselves. You know what I mean? Like rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So um. But yeah, being in California, bro, I I said it. I said it like once. Once I first moved out there, like oh, I want to, I want to live here one. I want to live in Texas one day. I I think I would want to have property there, but I think I'm always gonna have a a place in California, whether if it's here or San Diego, wherever. I I gotta have a a, a California spot, bro. I do not want to hear that. No, I don't want to. I don't. No, I want you to go experience. Like you know, if you are gonna go to Vegas, because Vegas is this place. I'm definitely gonna have property. I'm definitely 100. percent Especially the Raiders are out there now. Mm -hmm. Definitely gonna have a property in Vegas. You know, within me and my family. Um, That's probably one of the first investments I'll make when Mm -hmm. I go to the league. But, but no, like being in California is definitely a blessing. I don't want to be in the same area. Like NorCal, I don't want to be in the same area my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I have to get out of NorCal. Right. Yeah. Whether if I live in SoCal, that's why I said San Diego. Um, but but it's definitely it's it's everybody knows Cali is like Cali is lit. That's the only some people only know America. 
they'll be like, oh, I want to go to California. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing they say. You right. Know I mean? Yeah. See, I, I feel like we don't realize how good we have it, too, sometimes. I have to remind myself. And then hearing you, yeah. it's kind of like, damn, that is true. That's the reason why I haven't moved either. Yeah. Like, I have an attachment to a family, but I feel like that's not enough. Like, I feel like if I really wanted to leave, I would have left. Mm-hmm. But I just love California. Yeah. There's a lot of good it. spots out there, out, out there though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, within Washington, you know, Texas is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had nothing but good experiences in Texas, you know, besides the hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not about that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny. You know, I, I talked to you about this earlier, and I did want to catch your thought about it. Like, especially traveling and being in, like, other cities, other states, being around, like, other people as well. Like, how do you feel when other races, like, say the N-word? Um, there are two things about that. One... You know, everybody, you know, was raised different. Some people have are accustomed of saying or whatever. I do feel some type of way when somebody does use it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it depends on how they use it. Like if someone's introducing me into the like the family, like, oh, this is my nigga, B Dab, like I'll never take offense to it. But when niggas are talking like when people talk about like me and like, oh, this nigga, like that's when I'm like it kinda rubbed me wrong. But two, I don't want somebody to have power over me like all I got to say is this word and I can get him to, to react, or maybe punch me or whatever. Or I can press charges or I could I could like say they're trying to lure you in. Like they're trying to say they, like say the word so I can do something to react so they can say it's self-defense and do something to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want nobody to have that much leverage. Like, yeah, it bothers me in a way, depending on the context of them using it. But, you know, I feel like it, it, it it's all backed by like their intentions when they're using it you mm-hmm. know what i mean like if i don't know you if we ain't cool like don't don't use it to refer to me you know what i'm saying but my nigga Juan, <laughs> Juan talk about me like yeah that's my nigga like yeah that's my nigga be there like yeah. i ain't tripping you know what i'm saying uh-huh. but it all it all just depends on the context uh-huh that's exactly how i feel about like certain words especially because i remember being like young or elementary and i used to be triggered by words like wetback or yeah. beaner or stuff like this or and I used to like get so upset, and I remember kind of getting the realization too is like I don't want to give somebody that much power mm. over a word. Yeah. And they actually even I mean I will always correct it if it needs to if it's disrespectful if I feel uncomfortable like hey you can't be saying that type of stuff in that mm. type of context because it just doesn't feel right. Mm. And I'll let my presence be known and be direct. And if they want to keep saying that, that's fine. But I'm gonna just move. Like I, I just gotta get out of the way, or else I'm gonna get myself emotionally charged and yeah. and do something that I'm, I know I'm gonna regret, especially off of just a word. Like I think that's so true. You see a lot of people get like trapped and like set up by like saying certain trigger words mm-hmm. to then encourage you to like act off of action and mm-hmm. you know do something physically to harm somebody, and then you end up getting sued or a mm-hmm. charge, and then you know they defend themselves by saying, well. It was just a word or blah, 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 blah. But I think that's so true. It's like you don't want to give somebody that much power behind a word. Like if this dude calls me a bitch, like mm-hmm. if someone calls me a bitch, I don't care. Like I'll throw it all away and I'll go to jail behind that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like bro, you got kids. You got a whole family, bro. Like you're basically saying like this word is going to put, put, you're going to put your, your pride above your whole family. You supporting your family. You supporting your kids. You seeing your kids like, or Put you in a position to where you can't succeed because somebody disrespects you or, or your pride. When someone puts their hands on you, mm-hmm. all all sh- uh, everything's out the window because you're you know at the end of the day you're protecting yourself. Yeah, right. But if somebody's using words 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're a bitch. Like, yada, yada, yada. Okay, like, you're not going to prove me one. Mm-hmm. You can say anything that you want to say, but you know you're not going to touch me. Mm-hmm. If that happens, then, you know what I'm saying, then it could get physical. But it, other than that, like, hey, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, like, majority of people are just going to talk. You know, they're just going to talk on the side of their ass. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Right. I feel like that's one thing I learned, too, is, like, the people that I talk to most, especially that, that try to, like, be confrontational are the same ones that just haven't got punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to be that person to do it <laughs> <laughs> if they get in that bubble. But mm-hmm. to me, it's like I've, I've walked away a lot. I've walked away from a lot of stuff. Like, somebody will try to either holler at your girl or mm-hmm. somebody will try to be disrespectful towards you or say something. There's a lot of times where I walked away. It was like, mm-hmm. and I had to realize like the best advice I got with with fighting was like to to, to not get into a fight. Mm-hmm. The best advice was that like, you know, the, the best thing you could do within a situation was to not fight. Because mm-hmm. you know, you hit somebody, they hit their head in the concrete, they could die, or you know, you <laughs> they hit you, you might die. You know, you mm-hmm. everybody gets caught. The best fighters get caught. You can have all the confidence in the world that you be able to handle yourself, mm-hmm. but you know, all it takes is one shot. That yeah, you don't right. see happening, or somebody behind you that you don't even know, it's, you get hit right in the back of the head, and you concussion, brain dead, or something like. That's one of the best things I've ever heard was like, you know, the best advice is just just to not get in the fight, like remove yourself from that. And you can walk away. You can always walk away. Right. Obviously, if they get into that circle, they try to you know get closer to you or try to harm you physically. Then by all means, protect yourself. Do what mm-hmm. you got to do. But if it's if you can avoid it, leave. And that's a hard thing to say because it's hard to just, you know, remove yourself without pride and ego getting in your head and saying like, oh, you're going to let somebody talk to you like that. Like, like how you just said earlier, too. I've heard this from like 80 percent of the people was like, oh, I'm not going to let somebody to disrespect me like that Mm. or talk to me like this. Like, I'm going to go like fuck him up. Like, I'm going to go fight him or I'm going to go do something about it. And then you end up seeing that it ends up being always terrible results, whether you win the fight or you lose, like mm-hmm. either you get charged or, you know, fucking, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, murder or something like that, mm-hmm. or some type of, you break somebody's jaw or you break your hand and you're an athlete mm-hmm. or you, like your job requires you to have your hands and now you're out of work for six months and you're not making no money yeah. based off of an emotional reaction. So it's kind of like you have to really evaluate, like, is this worth it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is this the smartest thing to do? And that's hard to let ego and pride down and just walk away. That's something, like, I respect people who actually do that more than the people that are always fighting. Because it's like, <clears throat> uh, I, forgot who, I forgot who said this quote where they were saying, like, um, a wise man isn't, it's like a wise man isn't someone who isn't capable of protecting himself, a wise man is someone who has a harness on what they're capable of and choose not to harm anyone or something like that. Something around along those lines, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could kick this dude's ass, but what is what is it gonna do for you? It's gonna start more problems than not, unless it gets physical. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, or or confrontational um, to the point to where it's like, like he's putting his hands on you or somebody. You know what I mean? In, in your family or somebody you're with, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, um, to piggyback on what you said, yeah, just walk, like walking away and just letting it go. Like, you know, if it's not you, someone's going to punch that person in the back. You know right. what I'm saying? One yeah. way or another, or they're going to run into the wrong person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't like ruin your day um, just because someone else is miserable. Cause you know, 
Misery loves company. Mm-hmm. So if that person is looking for someone throughout the whole day, he's trying to trigger somebody. Like, I want to fight somebody today. Right. They're going to find someone. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't have to give them, you know, what they want, you know, just because they're not living the life that they want or they're they're miserable about something that's happened. Yeah. I am paraphrasing, but there's like this like great quote. It's like you want to be the warrior in the garden, not the gardener mm-hmm. in the war or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I always like love that quote too. It's like you want to be able to know how to defend yourself, know how to talk your way out of situation mm-hmm. at the same time be able to be delicate and vulnerable and be yourself. It's like that great quote that I remember like Dave Chappelle's mom told him like was like um sometimes you have to be the lion to be the lamb that you really are. Mm-hmm. Like you want to you have to sometimes step into that role and set the boundaries and, you know, sometimes move with an alpha type of energy to then be yourself. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to do that with certain people. Like, some people are not as, you know, understanding of tapping into who they really are. Some people want to have this persona of, like, I'm a badass. Like, mm-hmm. I could be everybody up. Once I, I – that's one thing I know. Like, you, you should be confident in, like, the way you should ha- – you can handle yourself. You should be confident in your – you know, your striking or your grappling or your pride or your power. But you also have to know, too, that you could get fucked up any day. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be stronger or better than you. Somebody's going to have more skills than you. And you have to be humble. That's why I feel like you want to always remove yourself and not get into a fight. Because you don't know what somebody's capable of. They don't know what you're capable of. And what's the – oh, man, I heard this also, this great um thing. Like, oh, yeah. You, what's it called? You play stupid games, you get stupid rewards. Mm. So you get in a fight. Yeah, you win the fight, but guess what? Now you're in jail. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. You won. <laughs> yeah, so I love that. Yeah, you play stupid games, you get stupid rewards. So I absolutely love that shit. Like, And it's so true, too. It's like, you know, sometimes you have to like let go of that ego, mm-hmm. which is hard to do, but it's completely worth it for the long term of where you're trying to go and where you're trying to be. Yeah. So uh, now, now that we're on the topic of ego, um, when it comes to, you know, you know, relationships or maybe your career or anything like that, um, do you believe that ego plays a big part in in the success or failures of those things, like when it comes to relationships or your career? Yeah, I think ego is like one of the most like double sword analogies I can use. Like you can use ego as a way of like motivation. Mm-hmm. Or ego can be used in a way of, like, you know, destruction. Like, ego could be the fall of you, especially if you don't know how to balance and test and analyze when ego is being too much involved. Like, you see a lot of people, especially, like, um, this is just an example. It's not the only thing, but, like, being a police officer. Mm. If your ego is so high because you have a gun and a badge on you and you're supposed to be respected and you are there to protect the community and you're 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 a good guy against the bad guys you have that philosophy ego gets a lot in the way of like you know you don't even want to have a conversation i'll pull that gun out and shoot you here right now Mm -hmm. like i don't need to conversate with you i need you to not do this Mm -hmm. instead of trying to understand somebody so ego can like be destructive and ego can be also used to have that confidence in yourself too it's like you know that you have the capability to do whatever you want and whatever you can with the best intentions to then put yourself to grow in whatever field that is. So it's like ego is like the downfall of a lot of people and also what helps uplift a lot of people to put themselves in position. So for me, it's like you have to have that balance. Everybody has ego. 
There's mm-hmm. no way in hell that a th- an intrusive thought or some type of any type of thought doesn't come into your mind that's ego driven or something that you're doing is mm-hmm. ego driven. Like that's the reason why we also survive too is mm-hmm. ego and and whether it's good or bad, like sometimes it helps you like accelerate in your life too. So it's kind of like you have to, you always just got to check your ego, like yeah, check yeah. if it's too much ego. Am I not listening? Do I think I'm right? You should never feel that you're right. Like mm-hmm. all the way. You always want to test the ideas and make sure you're right. Not just, oh, I'm right. And when somebody tries to like conversate, have a conversation of whatever you feel that you're fully knowledgeable in, if you don't open up that door to, test your ideas then ego is going to be the downfall because somebody else is going to be more open and they're going to surpass you because mm-hmm. you're so ego driven of like i'm right i'm right i'm right and this person's like well am i right and then yeah. he just boom 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 connections building network and then you're just one way path and the yes men are always around you like mm-hmm. ego also brings a lot of yes men like oh yeah you're right you're right you're mm-hmm. right but a lot of times you're wrong and they don't they're just scared to tell you yeah. So it's like you have to be very like mindful of ego. Yeah, facts. And <clears throat> ego, like I like what you said about ego, can be a you know a double edged sword because, like with me, like when I'm in the weight room and I'm lifting a weight that may, maybe heavy as hell, you know what I mean? Or I'm doing stuff, I'm doing a workout, and I don't feel like it in my head. I'm like telling myself, "You a bad motherfucker. You better finish this. Like you ain't you ain't no bitch. Like fin- finish this workout. You know, keep grinding. Like days I don't want to get up and go work out or like if I'm in a game and like pre-snap, I'm looking at the other the other person like like motherfucker, I'm bet I'm better than you. You know what I'm saying? You I'm I'll run through your face, like I'll guard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, you're not fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when it comes to like critiquing my game or like me in my career, like I'm always humble and I always listen to to that critique because you know what i'm saying like you can always learn something i forgot where i read this but you can always learn something from everybody even if someone that that maybe not be as good as you or maybe somebody who went down a wrong another path than you um you can always learn like okay he did this mistake he did this wrong he did this right he did this right i'm taking all that in and holding in on that like okay that's how i will that's that's i learned from that i'm not gonna make that decision you know what i'm saying so the ego, it's like, you know, it, it, you have to, it's, it, it, you can use it, but at the same time, you have to, you know, you have to humble yourself uh, when the right opportunity presents itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to always like realign yourself to having that beginner's mindset too. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's one of the hardest things. Like you can't teach like an old dog new tricks with, with, with some people. Some people like tend to not want to be a, a learner again because of what it takes. Like you have to mess up. You have to be judged at times. People are going to test you. Like, do you really want to do this? And then you also make, making mistakes and you're doubting yourself and you have to like put yourself in that sometimes to learn new things or else you're never going to grow. And sometimes ego will get in the way of like, I'm good at this and I only want to do this and I don't want to learn anything else. And that's fine too. It depends right on the person. Like if you're like the Michael Jordan basketball is all and you and or the Kobe's and you go from having that ego. Now, I'm sure it's not ego, right? Cause I know it's not just all that, but like if you're ego driven within something that you became very successful with, I believe you could also do that towards business or mm-hmm. something like that. But they also have a humility of being open to listen to then have that beginner's mindset to then grow and see 
okay, I see what you're saying. Like, I'm doing it this way. I'm not getting these results. These numbers aren't going up. So maybe I should try that. And then, boom, it works. Like, you have to have that beginner's mindset because if you don't, then you can keep hitting the same wall thousands of times when the door is right on the right side of you. Yeah, facts. Oh, I don't want to, nah, bro. Like you're not on my level. I can't, I, I, I can't take advice from you or, or, oh, bro. I can't, I can't, nah, nah, I can't, I can't listen to you. Like you ain't even got your shit straight. Yeah, yeah. But you can always learn from somebody. I like that that beginner's mindset. Mindset, beginner's mindset. I, I like that. Um, I feel like a, a lot of people can take that in and use that to their advantage. You know, whether it's a position or whatever they're trying to pursue. You know. I, I feel like once you humble yourself and you sit back and you're like, okay, like, let me take in all this information that is offered. Like, no matter what the background, what the person is, let me take in all this information and apply it to myself so I can be as ex as successful as I can be um, with all this information that's offered to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Exactly. But, um but yeah, man, I think I think that's gonna uh, wrap it up for us for this episode, bro. You know, I appreciate you and all your input. Um, appreciate you guys for tapping in with us. Um, you know, like like uh, we've been saying for weeks on. You know, we appreciate you guys for for supporting us, helping you know our TikTok, IG, everything. Uh, you know, blow up, and you know, we we thank you guys for your constantly and consistently being there for us. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys next weekend on Self-Revelations Podcast. Sheesh.